Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. So welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, and that Technicolor rainbow in between. We are once again the Too Late Update podcast. I'm Matthew Wynn, and I am joined, of course, by Chris Hodgkinson and Kevin Jones. Hello. Hello. I can talk a bit better this week. Yes, you can. I d- hang on. Are none of us ill this week? I'd no, I don't still, think so. I wouldn't say I'm 100%. But, but I mean, it's like it's not affecting the, the quality of the recording. So I would You're, say... This, right. this this is a win. Maybe we are out of the woods. Uh, Don't take our excuses away. It's all we have. <laughs> we do need also, those. Also, I I did I can I get I can do PCR tests via my work today. So I did do one just because I'm going into the office, and I don't want to like jinx anything by saying everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, I think I think we're all right. Right. So there's one piece of business. So. Um, Earlier this week, Hodge asked, uh, basically said, oh, uh, does anyone like 3D platformers? And I was like, yeah, I quite like a 3D platformer. And he came and he dropped off this, and I don't know what it is. So I'm going to open this. There is wrapping paper involved, which does not necessarily come forward in an audio format. But I'm going to open this. and Uh, Can I I preface this quickly first? The reason I've done this is because I I heard this is quite good. And picked up on a, on a on eBay very cheap, and thought that um, a good way of getting Win to give us a go would be by making him open it live, right. and therefore entering an unofficial contract to report back okay. at some point. Why did you get him, Galgun? <laughs> you can't see Matt's face, but he's looking confused and befuddled. Uh, yeah. Um... This is the Smurfs Mission <laughs> Villief. Huh. And, and that, Kev, is exactly the reaction I would expect you to have to a licensed 3D platformer. Yeah, Smurfette appears to be holding some kind of shotgun um, or blunderbuss. Let freedom ring with a Smurfette blast. <laughs> the Smurfette. It's, um... It's, um, I don't know not... if you could, can, Kev. Can you? Uh, no, it's, it's all not, blurred. Yeah, like that's it's not going to work, is it? A crime. Yes, that's, no, that's a, a that's a sinister expression. Blunderbuss. Mm. I I I will say this for this game. It is it it's beautiful in a way which you would not expect from a a licensed 3D Smurfs game. Right. So it's and... it's serviceable then. No, beautiful. <laughs> Um, okay. Mechanically very, yeah, mechanically sound. The camera works better than a lot of better renowned platformers. And yeah, it's just generally a, a fun 3D platformer. I think I'd, I'd be interested to see what you think about it. That 
and um, has hints of um, Mario Sunshine. Okay, all right. I, there was, I did not expect the Smurfs of all things. So, how how often no one, you don't? <laughs> no one expects the Smurfing Smurfs. No, Smurfing Smurfs with their Smurfing faces. It'd probably be an easy platinum anyway. I'd like to Smurf them. Uh, well, well, Kev, let me tell you. You would think that, wouldn't you, if my PlayStation didn't have it out for me? Because I've been playing it by putting it onto standby mode. And then after that last um, PlayStation update, something went a bit weird and none of the tiles on the home screen were showing. No. So if you guys have had this. No. So I thought, so I'd finished it and was going back to mop up the collectibles for the Platinum. And thought, I'll just turn it off and on and see if that sorts out the... Um, the, the tiles, which let's be fair, is a very minor problem. In fact, not a problem at all. Let's be honest. So I turned the PlayStation off and on to sort that out, and it did. It did fix it. What I also then discovered was that for some reason, um, the PlayStation hadn't correctly auto saved for several days, kicking me back quite a long way mm. and making me go. I'm just going to give this to Matt. Maybe I'll come back to this in the future. <laughs> right. Uh, so you foisted your problems onto me, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> no, I finished it. Right. Well, okay. <laughs> it was just going for the Platinum. The PlayStation put me over. But I think that was more to do with the PlayStation, not the game, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know how much I really want the Platinum for the Smurfs. I'm going to be honest. No, you don't No, you don't need to worry about it. Okay. Don't, you don't need you to worry know. about it. You, do you, you just give it to you for booting up the game? Um, you need those platinums, Matthew. Oh, got to, got to collect them all. Got to collect some of them because I, w- I will say, play it on hard mode though. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, <laughs> I'd love it. I'd love it if I'm like, yeah, I'm beating Elden Ring. Can't beat the Smurfs. <laughs> Green. <laughs> Have you tried putting it on easy mode? That is what's Get gonna good, happen. you fucking noob. <laughs> well, Matt, if you if you can't beat the Smurfs, then. I've got a gentleman called Gargamel to introduce you to. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, so we can tell what Hodge has been playing this week. Uh, Kev, what have you been up to? Um, I have still been playing Horizon Zero Dawn, Horizon Forbidden West. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty busy, so I'm not getting through it as quickly as... I would, but yeah, it's still really good. And basically, it's I think it's got its hooks into me like um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey did. Oh, and okay. it's like, yeah, I could go and do a story mission, but I'm just going to go side missions and I'm going to go do this and I'm going to go do this. It's really like really hooked me into its open world, which is uh, we, really good. Think, we did uh, talk a little bit about this um, uh, last week, but I think there is there's there's some some nice elements of that kind of everything pops up on the map thing is that you can can kind of just go this area of the map looks messy so I'm just going to go clean that up before I do any of this bollocks story shit <laughs> the, you know, the, like, yeah, it's, yeah it's less that it's just that you, yeah. you go to a new area someone talks to you and you do a side quest and the side quests are really engaging which yeah. again is like Odyssey you, yeah, you know, that. every area feels different different people it, it's interesting side quests I you know it I felt no, I felt like a lot, some open worlds, I end up quite quickly golden pathing it. Hmm. I just want to do the story games. So I'm not that interested, but I. Yeah. 
so I've, I've, I found myself doing that a few times on um, particularly Bethesda games, where it's like I just kind of go, okay, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do the story now, and I've done yeah. the story, so I've done as much as the game as I'm willing to play. Um, so I do that a lot with um, Bethesda games. Funnily enough, also, this... oh, go, carry on, go. Also went to see therapy last week. The band, not like the act of like self. I mean, you, you've still, you know, you are still <laughs> in critical need of uh, mental no. health care, unfortunately. But you did go see therapy, so that's fine. <laughs> the band, therapy. They were really great. Yeah. Still on form after 30 years. Really great set. Still a great band. Um, oh, cool. Watching Good Omens. Oh, Good Omens is good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, how do you find it? Yeah, it's really good. I've almost finished it. So, well, I've almost finished the first season. I don't know if they're doing a second one, but yeah, I really are. enjoy it. It's quite interesting watching it in the context of well, Supernatural, but well, that may be a conversation for another day. Uh, yeah, I've, I've always been a massive, massive Terry Pratchett fan, and it's the first thing that they've put of his on telly that's worked really, really well, I think. Um, so. I think some of the Sky stuff worked pretty well. Some of it was okay, yeah. Um, some of it some of it worked better than others, I think. Um, yeah. yeah. Not, not the terrible BBC The Watch thing. Where Sam Vimes is a punk for some reason. Those, an- those animated films they did were a bit shit as well. Do you know what? That's going to bring me on to something. So one thing I've been watching this week. So uh, I'm, you, you may have come across for some people. I'm a huge Warhammer fan, and Warhammer have done a number of animated shorts and stuff like this on their their Warhammer Plus web service. And to be fair, they've mostly been a bit shit, and they've been a bit shit because Warhammer they've actually Plus. been. Um, the the animation quality has been really really poor. We're talking about like no between frames and no you know like things popping out like reused sections Mr. of. You know what I mean? Where it's like oh I've I've just seen these same three frames three times in a row. So um, however, the last two I watched were really really good to the point was. I want to see if I can get Kev or Hodge to watch these because actually these these last couple of ones are really good. Um, so, what is Warhammer Plus? As Kev was asking, is that a web based? It is. It's is a web based involved. Thing. Yeah, it's it's kind of their it's kind of their um, their thing for they put out a lot of um, their own content, including painting guides, lore guides, um, right. and the animation stuff. Uh, to be fair, I dip my toe in because I'm a big fan. But if I can be real, real with you, it's probably not worth it. Um, <laughs> but there we go. Um, and, and I don't just mean that worth it for you guys who aren't fans. I mean worth it for people who are Warhammer fans. I still don't think that it's there. Speaking of things, uh, you know, that are kind of uh, about value and stuff like that. Some nice news. It looks like uh, the Gran Turismo devs are taking some. Uh, feedback from what people are saying um and they're going to redress the balance of uh, rewards and stuff for missions so that's kind of nice oh that is good yeah that is good um and of course we just heard today of sony's plans for their um not game pass for their playstation plus 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 or whatever you want to call it um it's all right think looks all right i think there's a few bits and pieces that make me go mm, still not it's still not everything i want out of that service i would say quick quick show of hands will anyone be moving up a level and if so to which level 
I will um, probably move up to the to the top level, but that's because it's it's still only fifteen quid a month, so it's not. I I technically am already on that level because yeah. I have PlayStation now, so it's not any difference for me. Yeah. So it's I'm that- more out of what I'm paying already. So. Okay. I will not pay more than what I'm paying. I just won't use it. I'm I'm not, I've not got any nostalgia for PS one, two, or three particularly. Fair enough. Or all the time to bury into it again. If and I know they won't do it. Had they gone the Game Pass route of you know this or committing to when their first party stuff will be on there, mm. even if it wasn't day and day. If they said right within like six months it'll go on there or something, then it'd have the value for me. But as it is. Yeah, I wonder if it, I wonder if it'll be a year based on the fact that Returnal is on there, and that's about a year old. Yeah, I, the things it's funny enough. The things it's missing for me are again that first party, you know, big big tentpole games. Okay, maybe not released, but they, but also things like um, PS Vita. Now I understand there's a reason why. I, I think the reason why a lot of PS Vita games won't be on it, specifically the first party ones, is because. A lot of the first-party PS Vita games make use of the touchscreen and the back paddle, uh, back panel, I should say, which of course you can't do much of. You could do some of it, I suppose, on the um, on the PlayStation controllers. Um, the other one, the PS3 one, I think is a bit disappointing because PS3 emulation has been done by other people. It's been done by people who have done it on the Xbox Series X and S in the development mode. So I don't know what their thing about that is, why they won't let you download download titles. No. I mean, I, I get it. I do kind of get it. Maybe it's because that it's not going to recreate one-to-one of what the original PS3 game was going to be like, but I don't know. No, and do you know what the other thing I find a bit weird about it, weird is the wrong way of putting it, but odd, is the, um, A, why announce this so far out, mm. like, till June? Why, why do that? And also, like, You've apparently worked on this for a while, and this is what you've got to show for it. Like it's like literally like the barest they could have done is like, oh, we've scrapped PS now, rolled it in. Like, what's that? Someone's weekend homework. Like, why has that taken this long to put together? Mm. Well, it's not. It's not quite PS now because they've got. Again, we don't know what's going to be on there, but um, PS now doesn't only has a handful of PS2 games, has no PS1 games or PSP. So it well, is... ag- ag- again though, then that was on them to make more clear today. I'm happy. Because they're trying to sell I mean, me a I thing. I don't, I don't yeah, know how clear but... they could have made it by saying <laughs> but, it. Like, but, right, well, they, could announced, like, they could have announced... Why won't it read? Just... <laughs> right. So they should have like told you the exact breakdown what's on PS Now. No, if they're going to add more to it, like you're alluding to, they should it's have on, said that. It's on the, the article you sent me earlier. That's what it says. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Does it say there's more on there? Because I thought it was just the same stuff which was already on there. It's already got, no, no, yes. loads more. No, no, there's no PS1 games on. And there's. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and there's no PSP. You might actually get to play uh, Persona 3, Kev. Yes. Yeah. True. If they put it on there. That, that's the thing. We're probably waiting to see what's on there. But, um... Yeah, that is the thing. I mean, uh, I mean spoiler alert, those PS1 games are not going to hold up. Well. Right, I imagine. I mean, they're <laughs> PS1 games, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, exactly. mm, depends on what they are. I, I mean, that... like Metal Gear Solid pretty much holds up quite a bit, weirdly. Yeah. Um, okay, so 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. We, we do a podcast where we go back in time and talk about games of like yeah, 20 like, years ago. And you're just going, well, games from this era aren't very good. I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure if they'll hold up well. If you're wrong, I'm happy to prove wrong, but yeah, well, yeah I'm not going to pay for it. Okay. I mean, that's, that's the same for any games of that era, but I mean, yeah. I yeah. mean, you could say the same about what Nintendo are doing, but I think you, I, I think you've got I I think the pricing's okay. The fact that it's the same as PS Plus and PS Now put together for a year, I think it's fine. Um, I am convinced Microsoft are making a loss on Game Pass, so I can understand why it's not as big as Game Pass. Well, there's I mean a lot of people have said um, that I mean Game Pass is is great, but it's not shifting hardware. Um, PS Five is still outselling um xbox series s and x because it just is because like that's that's why you can't get stock of it still yeah and wasn't it is it jim ryan the head of sony today he said that if they try to do day and date on release then their games would be worse because of it yeah which i can get that but that's what i'm saying commit to like six months or a year but like make that clear yeah Speaking of things, um, we also heard today that uh, Breath of the Wild is delayed. Breath of the Wild 2, I should say, is delayed. So we'll find out what happens with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's screwing my final, fan- my, my final fantasy, my fancy critic league chances. Yep. 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 Thanks. Thanks, Nintendo, again. And I would like <laughs> to say, thanks, Nintendo. <laughs> Bastards. It's all to play for. It's all to play for between me and the other person in it. Not not you guys, you guys. But... No, no. God of War will save me. God of War will save me. <laughs> See, I, I think I'm in quite a solid position, but if, if I got 25 points from Breath of the Wild 2... You'd have been in the running, yeah. I, I legitimately think... If, and the problem is I'm now reliant on whether Starfield's going to be a really great game or not a broken mess. I mean, um, if it's... Uh, it, have you got Starfield, Kev? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, you need that to be a like a ninety. You need that to be like Elden Ring scores, basically. Won't be. Although I do think I think Bethesda get about five or ten points more than other developers would do if they release games in the state that they do. We we talked so, about this a little yeah. earlier offline, didn't we? Yeah. Um. So there is a. I mean, it'll probably won't. It'll. I think it'll probably be high eighties maybe a 90 but yeah i mean there are still people defending fallout 76 to the hilt when it came out saying well no it's actually really good 
It's actually really good. I, I like falling through the map. I think that's the best bit of the game. I like the fact that uh, anyone at any time can just change the frames per second and that's mapped to how fast you move. I like hey! that. Hey, fucking you what? take Fallout 76 out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, on to uh, the actual subject of today, which is our... Which is 1996 and the month of December, and I think it's the first December we've done. Back um, when all games were shit. When all games, yep. Yeah. And when apparently all games were shit. Um, but we've got a fair few of them to talk about, and at least one of them is not shit. Um, says you. Says me. Uh, so, I, I tell you what, I'm not going to start with this one first because I'm going to lead up to it. We're going to go with. We're going to start off and talk about. Um, do we, do we want to set the scene, the time? Yeah, I think we should. Yeah, sorry, Hodge, do you, do you want to go through some of the news and the bits and the pieces? Yeah. And the... Relatively quiet. 4th of December, NASA's first Mars rover launched from Cape Canaveral. 11th of December, South African President Nelson Mandela signed the country's new constitution. Yes. Quite, quite important. Yeah. Um, on the 13th, Kofi Annan is elected by the United Nations Secretary Council as the next Secretary General of the United Nations. Surprised I was that long ago. It seems like I've been there forever. Always makes me think a little bit of um, Saturday uh, night. Yeah, well, I was going to say Saturday night, but we my Wheatfield. Yeah. Kofi. Anna, Anna, Anna. Oh. No, no, okay, just me. And um, it makes you think of a luster hammock with Richard Herring called him Coffee Anan. <laughs> and December the 18th, US TV industry execs agreed to adopt a rating system. Which is it's probably quite a sensible thing to do. I'm surprised we don't really have that over here. It's like it seems. Do you know what? Do you know why they did it? It's because um, there used to be a time, and I'm like, bear with me here, particularly overseas listeners. There used to be a time where American television was considered absolute shit, um, with with some exceptions. Um, you are I, right. Was yeah. It? Yeah. Um, and that was because a lot of it was incredibly middle of the road. Um, you know, nobody can say no, like you, nobody can say anything to um, nobody can swear. Nobody can say anything really bad. You know, no, no violence, no risks. Everything has to be very safe and very by the book. It was very much this kind of, um, you know, we want we want shows like uh, Little House on the Prairie and the Waltons and stuff like that. That that was, and I remember that uh, growing even, even to the point of the ones that came over here and were, but like Night Rider and things like that, and Eighteen. Yeah. They're very run of the mill, like cheesy. They're, they're children shows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean they, um, they are like like Eighteen is a kid show, Night Rider is a kid show, uh, Baywatch is a kid show, but it had boobs in it. Uh, <laughs> there's um, it's it's why things like Twin Peaks and um, X Files, to some, some degree, like, took off massively because they were yeah. just so different from everything else. That, yeah. yeah. Um, um, we we don't have ratings, but um, we used to have this term called the watershed. Yes. Um, so I think, I think we still we still have that. Yeah. 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 The, the agreement on British TV was that anything that was deemed inappropriate for children was on after nine o'clock. Yeah. And anything before was fine. So. Yeah, and I think I think. <laughs> when you kind of look at it, this is where you start to see um, after this rating system comes in, 
because you have this and you can rely on this, you actually start getting loads of really good TV shows uh, start being like come out of America. Like not just decent, you know, watchable TV shows. This is like this is when I think American TV changes from being movies, poor stepson to being like really good. Yeah, and I think it is stuff like the X Files. I think the X Files had already started at this point, probably. Uh, well, my my thing would be a month later when there's Buffy debuts, and I think Buffy was the. I, yeah, I just, like a lot of people say Sopranos, but I think Buffy was the yeah show that changed American TV personally. But I also, mean, I think there was stuff like NYPD Blue, which started to kind of come, like change and become more gritty and stuff like that in this era. So there was some yeah, there was a, a real. Sea change, I think, um, which was really, really good. We started to see that, so that was great. Okay. Um, what What were we doing in December '96? Waiting so, for Christmas. Yes. Be, be, yeah. Being sad. Yeah. Waiting for Christmas. Probably, uh, probably I, listening to lots of Britpop and Brit Rock. Yeah. I will get to that. Uh, I would have definitely been in school then. I think. Yeah. yeah, in in secondary school, so yeah, definitely secondary school. Yeah, so yeah, I would. This would have been the most unhappy I'd ever been in my life. <laughs> um, oh, really? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So actually, finding escapism and entertainment would have been more important to me at this stage than pretty much anything else. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. What about? Sorry, Hodge. Did you? Did, yeah, I'd have been at school. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> nothing, like you know, nothing particularly exciting going on in that year of secondary school, is there? No, it's it's kind of funny. We've kind of talked about sometimes we have to set the scene of like what the nineties was like. Um, this is maybe where you know we were we were you know we were still teenagers, but we would have been school age teenagers, not like college or university age teenagers. So it I'll... was it was probably about this time, right, that there was a kid in my school who we were outside playing PE, not not playing PE, doing PE, and he fell over and smacked his knee really hard on the playground and it burst his knee open and he had to hold it together and be taken to hospital. Jesus Christ. And then about not as long after that as you might imagine a girl fell over and banged her knee on the playground and it swelled up so it did the same thing. What What was your playground made out of? <laughs> Fucking vibranium? <laughs> I don't know, it's like, what's the odds of like, some two people's knees doing that? It was grim. Yeah, that's um worrying, frankly. <laughs> With that grim scene of children in hospital... Let's move on on to our video game. So I'm kind of going to start with, right, and this is probably the, the we're going to start with the least game on our list. And that, I would think, is Mega Man 8 for the PlayStation. And Yeah, I think that's probably true. Yeah. As much as I love Mega Man, I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, this one's notable because of, I, if you, you know, Mega Man series about a robot he shoots things and he gains their power like you must know what Mega Man is if you don't know what Mega Man is we don't have the time to go into it but what's great about this one is that explain all the law about like there's he he fights like different men that like different men (laughs) and (laughs) there's if you really want to get into it 
there was a lot of story to go into with the Mega <laughs> Man that, series if yeah. you really wanted to. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's for a maybe that's for a bonus episode. Yeah, that's the Archie Comics Mega Man series, I think, is it? Or is it IDW now? I can't remember. Oh, just no, just the actual games. There's quite a lot of plot goes on. <laughs> Fair enough. I, not, mean, I mean it's not in the game, but it's alluded to. You actually like look through at, what the stories are. And it's this surprising. Is, and this is the one that's different because this one has animated uh, intro sequences and anime scenes. And What's amazing about it is that it was clearly dubbed at the last second by whoever the lowest bidder was. So you have the incredibly drunk Dr. Light <laughs> line reads. We're gonna stop Dr. And you might think that's me, like, putting, like it's pretty much him throughout the entire thing. And he's like, I'm a fucking Mega Man. He's a robot masters. It's Amazing. Um, <laughs> I think it's got things like Mega Man fighting, what's the, the base? And he's like, Base, can we be friends? And Base is just like, No! And then shoots him. Like, <laughs> like that really sort of, like, uh, no shits given anime dub, which I, I find hilarious. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I hope this is on PS Plus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably not. Haven't you got this on one of your collections, Hodge, isn't it? No, I've got got Mega Man X collection. Ah. I think I've got it on. Yeah, Mega Man collection one or two. Well, whatever. That's two, I suppose. Um, Yeah. um, I don't think this one's actually viewed with a lot of, uh, what's the word, Um, love. I think it was just kind. Of, it just kind of exists and was and was fine. But I don't. I don't believe it's you know looked back on and go. Oh Mega yeah, Mega Man Eight was great. It didn't well, actually it was... Mega Man Nine till the late noughties, did they? Yes. I was going to say it killed the franchise. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah. Pretty much. Um... It killed it so hard it went back to eight bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. That's right. Because Mega Man Eleven not... was good though. Yeah. Um, Mega Man 11 was very good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much all there is to say about uh, Mega Man 8, really. Um, who wants to take the next one? Kev, do you wanna, did you play the next one? Did you play Star Wars Shadows of the Empire? No, I, I, I didn't have an N64. Of course, sorry. So yes. when, we, when we do N64 games, I'm a bit, um, a bit out of the loop. Uh, so unless I played them subsequently, I, hmm. I will not. So no, I never played this game. Um, I heard, I remember it being quite hyped. It was like one of the big, oh, we've got this on the N64. But my understanding is it's a bit, well, I think I think at the time people enjoyed it, but I don't think it's aged well. Oh, no, absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. I never played it. The only thing I'd really ever heard about it was because the N64 didn't have a sound chip. Yeah. Its way of accommodating was like having very short audio clips repeated I, repeating and i've heard that this game did not do that very well i mean it, it, it n64 does have a sound chip otherwise it wouldn't make sense but it doesn't have a very advanced sound chip um but yes you're quite right this game is kind of um it's uh, it's kind of basic it's one of those very much this is a launch title kind of games um it just happened you know to come out a couple of months after the actual n64 did um it's 
kind of notable for the love of its main character, who is Dash Rendar, who people, you know, like they put his ship and stuff like that in the background of, I think, episode three or possibly a couple of episodes of the Clone Wars. And I think it's there at the end of Rise of Skywalker and stuff like that. But of course, you've never seen the main character again. Who's ba- He's basically Han Solo, but he's not Han Solo because the plot of the game takes place while Han Solo is frozen in carbonite. Um, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Um, Maybe it's a bit like the Kingdom Hearts game where Han Solo becomes a heartless and this is his... um, What are the ones that happen when you become a heartless? A nobody. Yeah. I reckon that's what's happening here. Do you know what? That <laughs> that is the best explanation for Dash Rendar I've ever heard of. <laughs> just just saying. Yeah, that makes that actually makes Disney a properties. lot. Yeah, um, I would. I would like. Sorry, to throw us back a bit. Oh, I want to clarify what I said about not having a sound chip. It didn't have a dedicated sound chip. Yes. Yeah. Fair enough. Just like you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. That's not inaccurate. He doesn't have one. <laughs> put a sound chip in Kev later. <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, you'll find out. <laughs> if anyone's going to find out, it's going to be you. <laughs> Poor... <laughs> no, no. I'm afraid, I'm afraid, Kev's wife, Kev would only respond to you if you now push in on his tummy. <laughs> I am Kev. I am in pain. <laughs> um, right. So, so yeah. Um, there are a couple of good things that come out of this. So number one is that it has the Battle of Hoth uh, level, which is then basically the Battle of Hoth level that exists in this created the rogue squad rogue leader rogue squadron franchise because everyone was like this is the really good bit of the game this is the bit everyone actually wants to play do this and basically the makers of the game then went on to do you know rogue leader rogue squadron all the rest of it um still want a rogue squadron game please on i like I, i i want a remake or a new one um squadrons was fine um but i want a proper you know yeah, oh, yeah. At least like re-release them. Come on. It's just probably back to five are dead, aren't they? Oh god, yes. Yeah. I'm mean, sure someone has the license, and it's just free money because loads of people will buy it. Yeah. It's just oh, 
They've so like particularly the 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 first GameCube game, which is Road Leader, I want to say, was really really good. Yes, yeah. yes, it was. Um, so yeah, but... we'll talk about that at some point. Oh, yeah. sure we will. Yeah, when we get, well, I don't think we've talked about the GameCube much on this yet. Have we? Um, we'll okay. See how the dice shake out. Yeah, but I would say definitely the big release for this month, and this is, I would say, this is kind of an important title, um, and it's not the first in its series, but I would say for a lot of people, this is the one that holds the most, like. It's Mario Kart 64. Yay! Uh, yeah. I played this. Yeah. I played it on the Wii. Yeah. Uh, so I would say for a lot of people, this was their first Mario Kart. And this is when Mario Kart became like an essential to have on every console. Because the original Super Mario Kart was pretty good. Um, oh, weirdly, I... So I had a SNES. Yeah. And I... Me and friends at the time played the shit out of yep. uh, Super Mario Kart. We played loads of it. Like we'd even challenge them with, with like time trial times and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I didn't get an N64. So like I, my impression is reversed. I thought the SNES one was the, the really revered one, but. Uh, um, I mean, look, it's definitely like the SNES one's definitely good, but it was more like because it was kind of almost more of a prototype of what could be, if you know what I mean. Because of course you had the the you know two player split split screen on the Super Nintendo, whereas this one you had the four player split screen and you also, had the battle mode. And... Which the Super Nintendo did have, but it did not have block fort. No, did not have block fort. Block fort battle mode made and lost friendships. <laughs> <laughs> oh, block fort's so deceptively simple, but it's such a good map. Yeah. Um. It was, it, and and you know, I think that's, and they also had things like the um, the staff ghosts. So time yeah. trials, if you got um, if you got a fast enough time, it would unlock the staff ghost, and the staff ghost would do things that are fucking ridiculous, and show you how like the tracks like could really be broken to you know shave seconds off your time. So it's, I remember one where it's like you. Like you bounce off parts of the scenery and stuff like that in on Mario Circuit, I think it was, which you are not supposed to do, but the staff ghost is doing that. So it's kind of an a, like almost an admission of this is how you can break the game, and it's obviously what a lot of Mario Kart players have been doing ever since with time, with you know speedruns and time trials and, uh, and and stuff like that ever since. So it's yeah. And the staff ghosts have remained since, haven't they? Because they're even in Mario Kart 8, the staff ghosts. I will have to take your word for that, because I've never I have never gone fast enough to unlock a staff ghost on a time trial. Yeah, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure they are. I thought that when when the one on the Wii came out, it wasn't so much staff ghosts, it was the, you would, you could go online, um, you, you I did a time trial, uploaded the time, and then you they'd give you someone who's a little bit faster than you. On the Wii, that probably was it, yeah. To, but I don't think I don't know if it was staff ghost. I don't think it was. I think you'd have like the top person in the world would be like the ghost essentially. They didn't need to do that. Yeah, it was well no, it was two different things. So on the Wii, yeah, that was that was one way of doing it. But you could also still get the staff ghost. Oh, could you? Just yeah. that yeah, you because if you weren't connected to the internet, for example, the staff ghost was still there. And they I've just double checked, they are still a thing in Mario Kart 8. Okay. But yeah. So it was um out of curiosity, at the time, 
how, how did you feel about the toughness of Mario Kart 64? Um, you, uh, the toughness of it, you mean like yeah, single yeah. player? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, at the time, like at the time, I would have found it a decent challenge. I think we did do it because, of course, yeah. what you're always looking for originally in the Mario Kart games is you're looking for the uh, the title card change and the unlock of the reverse tracks. Yeah. So yeah. I remember so, that being reasonably difficult at the time. I think, yeah. so but then I, it had a load of new. It had a load of new um, things, of course, like the um, like the uh, skid mechanic to boost. That was brand new in this one. I mean, you I, could. Yeah. Yeah. So you, I, so I wasn't very good at the SNES one. I could barely get past 100 CC. Yeah. Then when I played this one on the Wii, I found it like quite easy. Yeah. But there's um, another reason for that because the SNES one, everyone cheats because they just every all the other uh, carts have infinite items. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, um, I, I, yeah, I found and I find it quite slow. But again, this is me playing it in 2006, 2007. I think, um, I think it holds up pretty well. I've been playing it on Switch Online a bit. Okay. Yeah. I, think, I think it holds up pretty well in, on the higher CCs. Yeah. I think I think that was one of the things in its benefit because it was quite it felt fairer I think because yeah I, I think Maybe. wasn't there a certain I've... character on the Super Nintendo you had to pick because one of the characters one of the characters always got red shells just always had red shells Cooper Trooper I think yeah so you had to yeah, pick Cooper Trooper or you just got bombarded by red shells on the Super Nintendo one, I believe. I think I think as well, if I remember rightly, the Super Nintendo kind of worked, the CPU kind of worked on a rivalry system, didn't it? Whereby yeah. if you chose one character, there was one other one who was always going to be the fawn in your side and who would always be coming first. Yes. If it wasn't you. Exactly. And that kind of goes away with this one, I think. Yeah. I think it did have some, like, rubber banding. So if, if someone yeah. was way behind you, they would speed that, that car up to get it closer. But it wasn't, yeah. yeah. It wasn't as it wasn't as blatant as the Super Nintendo one was, where it's like, hang on, you just got banjaxed and crashed off the course yeah. in twelve. How are you now here, right next to me, sort of thing? Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, and of course, you know, had some really good uh, tracks. This one, I, Luigi Circuit, is probably one of the best opening circuits to a Mario Kart game, I think. Um, yeah, Luigi Circuit was good. Luigi Circuit's been remixed, hasn't it? Yes. Like, I can't remember which ones have been. I, I, when I played it originally, I remember the Wario Train one. Yes, the the oh. cowboy themed one. Yeah. Um, Calamari Desert. Um, I can't remember which other ones have been remixed because they look so much different on the. Uh, on Ch- Chocolate Mountain has just been redone as yes. part of Switch Online with um, an even better version of the music.
And was the was the Yoshi one in this one originally? Yes, it was. It's the yeah. last one of um, the not obviously not the Rainbow Road Cup, the one before that. I think yeah. I really like that that one because it's I like the fact you don't really know how anyone's doing at any given point, and it's all right at the end. Oh, I was thinking of the other one. Um, you're you're thinking of the Yoshi Mountain one with the big egg, aren't you? Oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was thinking of the other one where it's like a, the track is shaped like Yoshi. Uh, I think. Oh no, Yoshi Circuit is um, it's like DS or Mario or, or Wii. I think. Uh, okay. It's come back. It's in Mario Kart Eight, but it's from, it's not yeah. from N sixty four, and it might even be Double Dash. It could be Double Dash and, actually. Um, now that you say, but I also remember. It's also, go on. I was going to say, I also remember this is the only... I think this Mario Kart has the um, the worst item uh, of any Mario Kart game, which I don't know if it came back, but it was the false item block. That's, that's, a, that's a cunning one, though. You can use that really well, can't you? I mean, the thing is, I never fell for it. <laughs> I suppose the only thing you could do is put it on right... It basically just became another banana peel. <laughs> yeah, you've got to make sure you put it, like, bang on where yeah. items spawn. Yes. And then it becomes quite good in battle mode because people don't notice it as easily in battle mode. Yes, well, yeah, quite. That's uh, so. Yeah, um, I remember getting this for Christmas. Um, again, I had I had uh, two brothers, so you can imagine that was a lot of fun uh, playing <laughs> that with all of them. Um, I don't remember being very good at it at the time, um, but yeah, it was a really, really, uh, really, really fun game. And I remember the I remember the surprise. When you beat 150cc and the title screen changed, and then it's like oh, reverse tracks. <laughs> what madness is this? I was always a bit disappointed that reverse tracks were mirrored as opposed to going around the tracks backwards. Yeah, which I know would have taken more work. Yeah. With them. Also, well, I mean, suppose the other thing is some some of them don't work like that. Well, mind you, probably yeah. could in this one. Probably just couldn't of in the um. Uh, the old one. Mm. Mm. I was quite surprised, Kev, that you hadn't played this more because you're our resident Mario Kart expert. Yeah. Um, well, I, again, I played it when when it when I had a Wii, but I, I didn't have an N64, so I, um, so I the the next Mario Kart game I had was Double Dash. Yeah. Yeah, and then I it was on the Wii that I got really good at Mario Kart because you could. You could do the thing where you could race people. So I like I got really used to the um, drifting. I haven't yeah. really trained to drifting too much since the Wii game. Uh, so when so yeah, I think, I, I know. yeah, because I think this one had snaking. I believe was the term where it's like you could do it's entire not, tracks yeah. in drift. Yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah, I think I carried through to DS as well, didn't it? I think. Yeah, it, it was bad on the DS because they said it ruined the multiplayer because it did it's either it's, you can do that or you can't and it's quite a, yeah 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 i uh i have played this but it was uh a while ago and, yeah uh, cool i think that's about it for video games really um not much else to back talk when about. release back when releases were manageable <laughs> that's Yes. Well, to be fair, I think if we'd looked at November, we might have had a different story. Um, these were quite these were quite late into the uh, into the year releases. So, okay. However, we do have an absolute shedload of movies to talk about. 
Um, so we might blitz through these and stop at some crucial ones. Uh, so, Jerry Maguire, I've never seen it. Like no, not me. I've seen it. You're, I, I don't know if it's really regarded as classic, but it was, a, like it was a film everyone seemed to see at the time. You'll probably know it from yeah. all the references to it. Yeah, so, that, that's pretty much how money. I know it. Show me the money. You have you know. it, hello. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't really remember the plot. He, Tom Cruise is a sports agent. He loses all his people apart from Cuba Gooden Jr. Yeah. Cuba Gooden Jr. gets knocked out and that saves Jerry Maguire's job or something. Brainy's <laughs> hours, isn't it? Cool, yeah. I don't, I don't know if there's much more to it than that, but it was one of those films that I think, I don't know if it won Oscars, but it was one of those that was like, this is an Oscar. Darling. Film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, give, hey, give me an Oscar movie. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Beavis and Butthead do America. Yep, yeah, I've seen this. Better yes. than it has a right to be. Yeah, it does. It's really good. Yeah. Um, I can't remember it very well. I haven't seen it for like 25 years. Um, when this came out, I used to I used to not really appreciate the bits on Beavis and Butthead where they were watching music videos. Yeah, I didn't quite get what was my going head a on. bit. Yeah, exactly. So this was really good for me because it didn't obviously didn't have any of that. Although this was also what arguably got me into the Chili Peppers. <laughs> Fair enough. Or possibly because yeah. they because they released that um, Love Roller Coaster song. Yep. As a single, this and it was one of those back in the days when music videos were made for movies, yeah, yeah, but were like actually given a budget, so there was lots of like original animation done for it, yeah, as opposed to being you know clips from the film. Is it right he recorded the vocals for this uh, from hospital? Is that true, or is that like a, an urban myth type thing? Because it's, it's because I heard that. Because the vocals on uh, Love Roller Coaster are very like it's it's like de- they sound deliberately blown out and distorted. Anthony Kiedis isn't a great singer, so yeah. But I uh, yeah, I remember. I I can't for life me remember the plot of this film. Um, I know there's an extended bit at the end where he's Cornholio. Yes, which uh, I thought was hilarious at the time. God, I can't remember. I think it was this. Kind of became, and, and I think it still is. Really, it's the kind of uh, movie that still gets made a lot. It's just basically a road movie of two characters, you know, going all the way across America for a reason. Um, yeah. 
We're either running from something or heading towards something. And I can't. Thing is, I can't quite remember what it is in the case of this Beavers and Butthead film, whether they're running from something or towards something. They probably thought they were going to score at some point, uh, and probably did not. Yeah. yeah, there's a bit on the plane where Beavis is Cornholio and he's talking to an old woman who's telling him that she's off to Vegas because they have loads of slots and obviously he misheard her. And she goes, I would have got up. She goes, yeah, I'm going to go to school big on the slots. He's like, oh, wow, this, this old chick's really cool. I'm going to go there and do that too. <laughs> uh, of course. And the proto, uh, is it Hank Hill? Yeah. Yeah. Is it? It's yeah. quite a lot, as I think he's constantly menaced by Beavis and Butthead. My I remember thinking this was really good. I don't know, I haven't seen it in years. Maybe it holds up, maybe it doesn't. I remember when they did that um, short Beavis and Butthead series in about 2010. Yeah. Really liking that. That, that was really good. Yeah. Mike, Mike Judge is one of those people who has quietly been producing great stuff for a while. And seemingly doesn't get mentioned in the same breaths as his other animators and he really should because oh. like the the love for king of the hill like and every time someone says see this on king of the hill i'm like why can i watch Go- king of the hill please because i don't think i ever watched it when it was like i i didn't like it when it was out and i think when when it was originally on so i remember it used to be on like the channel Four um friday night block and you'd have i think yeah. you'd have south park and you'd have yeah something else um Maybe something like Spin City or something. Like I just seem to think that King of the Hill was like the oh, do I I'll stay up and watch King of the Hill. But it's like it's not as interesting as the other ones. Yeah. I think we were too young. I think we were too young for it. I think it flew over. I wonder if yeah. I think it maybe it revels a little bit in the fact that the everything's a bit boring. I mean the Yeah the, there's a there's a, the best thing I've seen of it is there's a bit where Hank is trying to open a door, I think, or trying to sort out a hinge. He gets a can of WD-40, and he can't get the lid off the can of WD-40. So he reaches into his pocket and pulls out a smaller can of WD-40 <laughs> to undo the lid of the WD-40 and spray it on. And that, like, that's that's just... That's amazing. I love that. Is it, I mean, sh- is it surely it's going to be on Disney+. Plus. No, yeah. not yet. I keep waiting for it. It's going to be on there eventually. It's like the only thing that I wanted them to put on there which is missing. Yeah. So... Hopefully, hopefully they'll sort that out and bring that back. Yeah, I'd like to give it. I'd like to give it a go. Um, yeah. Like I said, I wonder, if, I wonder if, considering at the time, like Simpsons was like one of the funniest things. We had South Park as well, and yeah, uh, I think in comparison, it did seem a bit slow. Slow. I think it's probably the Bob's Burgers of its time. Because yeah, I I didn't get on with Bob's Burgers immediately, and it took me a while to basically once you've got the characters down, Bob's Bob's Burgers is amazing. If you're waiting for the characters to entertain you immediately, it can't, like it almost doesn't like you've got to learn who the characters are. like. I don't know how to, I'm probably not describing well, this very well, but you know what I mean. Burgers. It's character based. It's based yeah. on their reactions to things, whereas opposed to like The Simpsons, where what wacky thing will happen in Springfield this week? It's more, you know. But- I think with Bob's Burgers, I think the kids are very like. That's the thing. I think I found Bobby quite boring as well. So there was nothing to like. Bobby's quite a boring child, and like, mm. I think that the kids on Bob's Burgers are very interesting, and they've got their own personalities. I, I sort of feel like, um, what's um, Tina's the oldest one? Yes. I sort of feel like Bobby is Tina. Yes. But on 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 his own. Oh, a bit. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like yeah. 
you don't have um, Jean and Louise. Sorry, Louise. Jean and Louise to sort of like make things exciting. Yeah, yeah. But going back on track, hopefully this um, revisit abuse and butterhead comes along well when it yep. comes out in the next year or so. Yeah, because. Um, you, you mentioned Mike Judge. I mean, the, the other series, he did a live-action series recently, which finished a couple of years ago, Silicon Valley, which was very good. I did not know that was Mike Judge. Yep. Okay. I yeah. enjoyed the. I've seen the first couple of seasons of that and enjoyed it. And then then I stopped a little bit because, you know where it's like, oh, you've just found out that someone on it is a dickhead sort of thing. Yes. Like, oh. You do find yeah, that someone is, someone is a dickhead. We may get on to uh, art, an artist a little bit later on. Um, Scream. Yeah. Um, Scream was good. Scream is really, really good. Um, so, out of curiosity, before we get on to Scream, have you seen the film that Wes Craven did before Scream? Which one? It was a, a Nightmare on Street film, but yeah. it was where, like... Wes Craven's set- New Nightmare. Yes. Yes. Yes, yeah, I have seen that. World yeah. And like he Wes Craven was dreaming about Freddy and it was like that was making <laughs> it real. It was like it's kind of like a proto scream because like people will sometimes say like screams like the first postmodern horror film. Yeah. And it, oh, yeah. It's for for those of you who don't know what postmodern means, just say meta. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. meta. No, you actually mean postmodern, but you're gonna say meta instead. Um but yeah, uh but yeah, uh, Wes Craven's new nightmare is brilliant, really, really good, and genuinely frightening as well. Um, okay, never seen it. Yeah, it does a really good job of blending what's real and what's not. Um, you know, that's really, really cool. And they also play with the idea of like uh, Freddy being a popular film character, and it's like. Yeah. Uh, it's like he's the world's most popular child molester. Because <laughs> like, he is. Like... Yeah. So we, I remember seeing Scream because I went with three or four friends at secondary school instead of going to the, not prom, but like end of, end of year disco thing. Yeah. Before, before people started right calling it prom. Yeah. yeah. It's just end of year dance or whatever. Yeah, I'm just looking at the rating of Scream. It was 15, I think. Was it 15? I was wondering yeah. if it was an 18. No, because I saw it in the cinema as well. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. Watch, I watched it a couple of years later when we eventually we had Sky and so I could watch loads of films. Apparently, the new one is very good. I'd heard that as well. The, um, the, they've done enough for them because aren't there four like one Scream one two three four and Scream. And also screen the MTV series, which uh, was rendered unwatchable by MTV insisting that whenever a piece of music come out, that it be credited. Um, Like literally be watching a scene and then a little bar would come across the bottom and tell you what song that was playing in the scene. Um, Wow. I'm sure that wasn't it. I'm sure that probably wasn't its only problem, but that's the reason I didn't watch past the first episode. So that's a choice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a, I really liked it. It's like it, it was basically like here's the tropes of all the horror films and point mm. them out to you. That, um, whilst sort of play, sort of doing the same thing, but it worked really well. And, yeah. And of course, the, the you know the ghost face is a really good 
you know, iconic uh, yeah. sort of costume, more than a villain, if you suppose, if, see if you if you see what I mean. Um, and yeah. the, the voice down the phone, uh, the, mm. you like scary movies, Sydney, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and it's, very, it's quite a well-done whodunit, isn't it? Yeah. Because they, they, they play with any of the male characters, basically, could have been the, the killer. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's really well, like, you write off people um, right until the end when you realise it's with killers. <gasps> Spoilers for Scream! Um, yeah. Oh, next you're going to tell old. them that it was... Uh, Cancelling. Yeah. Can't believe it. Oh, Everyone cancel Kev for his ridiculous spoiling of movies that are... You haven't watched Scream yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was really good. Yeah. Really, really um, good. Uh, okay, the next film is an odd one to talk about. Mars Attacks. I seem to remember... Was this a Christmas film, then? I uh, came out in December. I don't think yeah. it might have been like at the very beginning of December or something. I don't. Yeah. Um, I fucking loved Mars Attacks when I was when it came out. <laughs> oh really? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, I liked it too. I think I ended up having it on tape. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Um, I. It's not a film that anyone talks about nowadays, though. No, I don't know what I think. I don't know how it holds up. I started watching it a couple of months ago. Because it was on Now TV again, and it's still pretty funny. And I've forgotten just what an amazing cast it's got. Yeah, it's got loads yeah. of people you'd, in you'd it. You struggle to find a film since then with such a great cast. Yeah, and Endgame, Infinity War. Oh come on! <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> I'm sorry. Like a, what, like a, I mean, it's not the same, is it? Like this weird boobie comedy thing, which is likely to flop when you've got like Danny DeVito, Charles. Not Charles Bronson. Help me out here. Jack Nicholson? Yeah, Jack Nicholson. James Bond, he's in it. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan. Uh, Michael J. Fox. Um, oh, God. Uh, her from Sex and the City. Um, I, I, I forgot she was in it. Tom Jones. Yeah, Jack Black. Yeah. Natalie Portman, Glenn yeah. Close. Yeah. Martin Short. Yeah. I didn't realise it was Tim Burton. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's in, in a lot of ways it's a very odd film. Um, oh, it really is. Yeah. It's amazing you've got so many good people involved. Like, it's, that's what's surprising about it. Yeah, it's basically like it, it, it's basically like uh, overpowered children um, have come yeah. to take over yeah. the world from Mars and Everyone and and the only reason that they, uh, the only reason that they're allowed to get away with it is because humans are so goddamn fucking stupid, basically. Yeah, I read. I read. This shows how well I was. I think we love this. I remember there being one particular scene which I think holds up, where the humans do something and like the leader like mocks them, and then him and his little right hand man both just like fall about laughing all over themselves. Yeah. And the animation just really sells it, that they find it hilarious. Yeah. And I also really liked the joke where they build that universal translator and one of them's running around going, ak, 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 into it. It's going, you know, we come in peace as he's blasting people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's finding it hilarious as he goes. Yeah. I remember, so it's, it starts and they, they land and they basically slaughter everyone as they release dubs, don't they? 
Yeah. And then they, they go, oh, maybe, maybe they just don't like doves. <laughs> so they do it again. And they're like, let's do it again. <laughs> and the film starts as it with them setting fire to a herd of cows. Yeah. Yeah, it's like just it, it was a great film. Yeah, it's just uh, really weird, and of course they're defeated by playing uh, a song known as the Loneliest Ranch Hand, I think it's called, or the Lonely Ranch Hand. Hello, everybody. Uh, editing Matt here. Uh, I've just discovered that it is not uh, the Loneliest Ranch Hand. It's actually a song called Indian Call, and it's by. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot what song it was, but who was the singer? Was it like? Oh, no, I, I won't. I won't. I won't be able to. It, like Tony Diamond or something like yeah. that. You know, someone. Yeah. So I, again, really good. Uh, Evita, I've seen this. It's all right. It's a musical about a Nazi, basically. I, I haven't seen it. The only thing I know is the Simpsons parody episode about. Yeah. It. I mean, it's it, it's. I know Madonna's, the main song. That's it. Yeah, it, uh, Antonio Banderas is really good in it because he's like the narrator who leads you through the thing. It's about Ava Peron in Argentina um, and how beloved she was. Fair enough. I mean, it's it's not bad in any way. It's like, but it's one of those things you go, yeah, oh, she was really beloved. Um, she let all the Nazis come after World War Two and live in Argentina, so that was fine. <laughs> I feel like it was another. It was Madonna trying to get an Oscar. This film definitely was. Yeah, it was definitely an Oscar. A gimme an Oscar film. Um, you know what was not a gimme an Oscar film? <laughs> Jingle all the way with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad. Did it, did it deserve an Oscar? Um, I think I deserve an Oscar for having watched it. <laughs> I haven't watched this. Um, we actually, like, a couple of years ago, uh, so not last Christmas, but the Christmas before, I think a bunch of us, I'm not sure if you were in on this, but we got together to watch bad Christmas movies. I missed that one. And the first one we watched was Jingle All The Way, and we watched it, like, beginning to end, and we realised, this is a fucking horrible movie. Like, all the messages it tries to send are wrong. It's like, it's like rampant consumerism is good, violence is good. Fuck everyone and get your child the present is is what you need to do. Like, violence towards animals is okay and as is giving them alcohol. Like, it's just terrible. Beginning to end, awful, awful film. <laughs> Which has Jake Lloyd in it as well, of course. Who we talked about before. Who's Jake Lloyd? He's, uh, he's baby Anakin Skywalker. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So... Uh, does have, however, um, oh god, uh, The Simpsons, Troy McClure. Um, Phil Hartman. Does have Phil Hartman in it, yes. Does have Phil Hartman in it, who's pretty good as a smarmy next door neighbour 
who wants to bang Arnie's wife. Why he wants to bang Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife, I don't know why. Maybe he's just suicidal, because that can't go <laughs> well. Like, there's a guy next door. He looks like he could rip me in half. Yeah. <laughs> have a weird obsession with his wife. Yeah, that's... Uh... But this, this does lead to the great line, Put the cookie down! Put the cookie down! Put it down now! Amazing. Um... <laughs> okay, I'm going to skip skip one and go on to the next one. Um, we also, apparently, I'm, I'm not quite sure, maybe this is one that came out slightly different times in the US or something, but 101 Dalmatians, which, uh, the live-action film with uh, Glenn Close? Yes, Glenn yeah. Close came um, out. Yeah, never, never seen it. Have you never seen it? Is that any good? Uh, 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 it's not. I mean, it was fine. I was going to say, based at this point in my life, I was 13, and I was like, I'm too cool so like any any film that were aimed at like anyone on the age of 12 I don't think I would have seen for like the next six years no I, would, I, I wouldn't have seen this at the time I don't think I probably would have seen it on video later but yeah it's fine the one thing one thing I do remember about this film it's set in the UK right um, during the bit where Cruella de Vil is getting uh, her comeuppance there's a lot of skunks and porcupines turning up out of nowhere. So clearly, uh, clearly nobody knows about UK wildlife in any way. Right. I don't know. In in Wales, we've got loads of them. Can't, no. can't walk around a corner without seeing a porcupine. Lies. <laughs> they're, they're all up in the trees. <laughs> those, the skunk, the those are magpies, the Kev. The skunks hide in the sewers like the like Pennywise <laughs> and talk to you. If you've not been taking your medication again, Kev, maybe you do need to go to therapy without the question mark. Has, um, has this film got a lot to answer for, though? Is this like the, the, the burning ember spark of an idea for Disney just to restart everything as a live-action film? Uh, do you know what? I, I, you're not wrong. Um... Cause yeah yeah I think this is one of definitely one of the first ones yeah uh, yeah it probably was uh, because then they did they did do a sequel the, to this as well. It was yeah. the times where that got really popular that idea though I think this was sort of more of a one off. Yeah, possibly. Oh, because there was a one was what was the one that was really oh it was um was it Alice in Wonderland. No, I don't think they've done a remake. Uh, uh, live yeah, action. Alice in Wonderland was the one that was made a load of money. Yeah, but it wasn't really a remake, Alice in Wonderland, was it? In the same way that oh, like, the Tim Burton one, the the Tim Burton stuff. one. Yeah, yeah. I think they looked at that and were like, "Oh, we can make lots of money by mm. commission all these other ones." Possibly, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's fine for what it is. I think Glenn Close obviously does a really good job. Uh, in that one, so that's fine. And uh, speaking of um, children's films, uh, Matilda uh, also apparently came out this time of the year as well, uh, which I don't like. Um, I do like Danny DeVito. Um, I don't mind... Oh, what's her name? Is it Dakota Fanning in this? I think so. I don't think I've seen this. Yeah. Um, it, it's fine. It's just not a great... You know, it's, I, it, I haven't seen this, and I again the, the reason I explained not watching kids' films, but I, but I really yeah. like the as a book, I think yeah. it's really so. Um, it's a yeah, I, I've not heard anyone say I've made I think my sister watched this loads, yeah, but 
I was like, oh, I'd be in my room watching proper things. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I do, in, I, in work, I've just moved into a new building and we've got like new stuff everywhere. But there's these one like little pods um, that are supposed to be soundproof. And there's glass around them. You're supposed to sit in there to have like a private conversation just like on the phone or something. Uh-huh. And the first, first saw it, I was like, I kept referring to it as the chokey. Right. It just looks like, I don't want to go in there. I don't want to be in a sealed pod. Like, in, it's probably really hot and horrible in there. So that's why I called it the chokey. Are you going in there and hotboxing yourself, Kev? Is that what's happening? <laughs> I haven't been in there because the thought of being in, in a hot glass box does not... A greenhouse. ...really appeal. Like... I think loads of workplaces have tried to do these things, haven't they? Where it's like, um, what is it? Uh, relaxation pods. They're always called pods of some yeah. description. Uh, inspiration pods and stuff like yeah. that. Oh, the idea is you can just come over here and sit on a bench and use your laptop and you can have a great idea about how you're working. Fuck off. No, you, no one's going to do that. You've got to be at a desk in case Martin from account sends you an email and you've got to sort it out quickly. You can't just fucking go and sit by yourself by a window for 20 minutes at work. It'd be great if you could, but you can't. <laughs> and anyone that tells you you can is lying. <laughs> go next to this glass box. Yeah. probably. I mean, it's going to be, when it hits the summer, it's probably going to be very warm in there. Indeed. Right. Um, and so our final film to talk about is Star Trek First Contact. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Which um, arguably could argue is the last good Star Trek film. <laughs> I think it's either the... Well, I think it's probably not as good as Wrath of Khan, but I think it's the second best Star Wars Star Trek film. Oops. Oh, right. Okay. You think it's that good? I, um, I, I think I, it's really good. I'm going to yeah. confess that I don't mind the J.J. Abrams film as a film, um, but I'm very much in the minority, and I can absolutely see because I, I would not a huge Star Trek fan, and probably like wouldn't call myself a huge Star Trek fan, but I hadn't watched loads and loads of TNG or Star Trek and stuff, and then I did, and then I go went back and watched the J.J. Abrams Star Trek film, and was like, yeah, this is not Star Trek actually, is it? It's I'm the same as you, Matt. I think those films are fine. I mean, they're, they're fine as films, yeah, but if you, but exactly. you know, when diehard fans say they're not Star Trek, I can look at that. And go, you are correct, sir. They are not. Yeah, I can. I can get on board with that. Yeah. I um, um I watched this in the cinema, and I mm. thought it was brilliant. Yeah, I, uh, I saw this at the cinema, and I thought it was really good as well. I remember really, really enjoying it. Um, it's uh, you know, I think it's it does a couple of things which are like. Mm, should Patrick Stewart be running around in a sweaty vest, uh, like like Bruce Willis? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Your opinion is that. yes, he should. And he's still doing it now. Yes, yes. yeah. I don't, I don't want to see it now because he's still running around. It. He, <laughs> yeah. Kev doesn't want to see a ninety-eight-year-old man running around in a sweaty vest. He does want to see a seventy-eight-year-old man running oh, around yeah. in a sweaty vest. <laughs> he's not sick, Hodge, like you. <laughs> sure, I think I think the first time I saw this was on a plane. And it was like being in a 4D cinema because I happened to hit turbulence at the same time they were doing shaky cam for the Enterprise under attack. Yeah. I think I th- what I like about this is that the Borg are a genuine threat. Yeah. Like they pretty much take over the ship immediately. 
they get they do the they have the thing where they can fire a couple of phases at them and then the Borg adapt and it's like yeah we we have no way to do anything to them now we've just got to keep lopping off parts of the sh- lopping off parts of the ship and hoping we're going to be okay yeah like i mean the, the film does start yeah. with them basically going oh the Borg are at earth it's not like it's not like they're coming or they may eventually get they've just rolled up because that's how they like the what yeah Season one, um, season one of TNG. If it was season one, Picard of this film, he'd have fucking thrown Wesley at them. Yeah, he would. (laughs) Picked him up and chucked him at him. Wow, this Wesley for some reason. They they assimilate Wesley and just become like whiny. Yeah, (laughs) I, I think it's the last. I think it's the last Star Trek film where you buy everyone as their characters, if you know what I mean. Um, and everyone's doing, like, because I think after this, you get Star Trek Insurrection and Nemesis. And, like, in Insurrection is just a terrible fucking film. Uh, and Nemesis, you've got Jonathan Frakes, like, having to hide his gut mo- through most of his shots and punch a monster. And <laughs> Tom Hardy as, as young Patrick Stewart. It's like, it's... It's not great, <laughs> so, but yeah, this is the last, the last really good. Generations was before this. I thought I thought it might have been. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, because that was the we'll bring Picard and Kirk together. But th- this is this is the the, the, the TNG film. It's really yeah. Good. I think, you know, clear clear idea. We're gonna all gonna go attack. They're gonna go back in time. We've got to stop them. Yeah. Um, it's also not. It doesn't have that like hokey. We're going back in times. Like, oh look how things are. Hit. Nowadays, oh, well, aren't they different from us? Yes. It's basically going back in time to a point where the Earth is ravaged by a nuclear war and someone's trying to do something commendable. He's trying to make a warp chip. Yeah. It's like a big moment for humanity. So it's all, yeah, I, I think it works really well as a film. And I think Data has quite a good arc in it. Yeah. I think this introduces the Borg Queen as well. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so and again, I think it sets them up as more interesting uh, antagonists as well, the Borg, because you know, like hive minds are fine, but they, you know, what like face like for blasting faceless drones. If that's what you do, that's not as good, and that's why the Borg Queen is quite a good idea because it gives that yeah. a you know a face that you can talk to. So I think they have quite a good art for Picard as well, in that because because of his history with the Borg, he's a bit reckless in trying to stop them. Like he, I think they compare him to well, the the one character calls him Ahab all the time. So yeah. Um, again, I think there's a couple of bits and pieces where they do things because it's a movie, and that's what the star of a like they feel the star of an action movie should do, um, rather than you know, um, rather than maybe something that Captain Picard would do, like lots of the. Lots of the the violence, sort of like the. I don't think, I don't think that necessarily pulls it off as well. Particularly when you consider, in Star Trek, he has he like after his initial simulation and stuff like that, he is like he has uh, what's the word interactions with Borg after that as well, and he doesn't go rog at them, um, like when they've got Hugh in the thing. Uh, and they decide actually genociding the Borg probably a bad idea. At no point in that does Captain Picard go uh, and take his shirt off 
could have been a better episode if he did, but I'm just saying he didn't. You got to you got to give the punts what they want. That's true. Yeah. Um, but that's what I, that's what I mean by it's like they did that because it's a film. <laughs> but it's still, you know, it still holds up. Um, I would say it's of the. It's definitely. I mean, when you when you said okay, well, it's the best. It's probably the second best Star Trek film, or possibly best of like Twin and Wrath of Khan. I'm like, yeah, because. I can't think of any other Star Trek films that are better than this, apart from Wrath of Khan. Yeah, the, the, probably the um, only other argument <coughs> would be um, Undiscovered Kingdom. Undiscovered, Undiscovered Country. Country. Yeah, which is pretty nice. good, but it's... I mean, that that's when Star Trek used to be an allegory for things. Yeah, it's... Whereas, you know... It's, it's, do you know what? That's that's almost kind. Of, you've almost hit a really good point there, Kev. Because I would say the problem with Star Trek and Star Trek Six is that it is too much like a Star Trek episode in some ways. Um, that as a film, it doesn't always provide the why. Like there's some reason, some episodes like sometimes when Star Trek tries to be Star Trek too much in a film, it doesn't work. Like I'd say Insurrection has that. Although Insurrection also has the problem of, you know. Hang on, we did this in an episode of Star Trek. We deliberately did this exact scenario in an episode of Star Trek, and we came to different conclusions. I think the problem with interaction is that at the time there was the uh, on Deep Space Nine, the Dominion War was happening. Yeah. So it feels like they've sent the crew, of the Enterprise, off to fight these weird, like wrinkly skin creatures. Yeah. <laughs> some reason <laughs> it's like why, why is this a thing um you i you've just i've just you've just real i think you've just hit on something there actually again kev is because i think the one th- reason why this is probably one of the best star trek film films is it actually gives star trek fans what they wanted to see in a film whereas insurrection nobody like nobody was crying out for a star trek film about a quarrel between like a civil war and young people and old women wanting to fuck because they are now like getting horny again and stuff like this. No one wanted to see that. Um, and then Star Trek Nemesis came along and it was like, ah, maybe they're going to resolve the Romulan plot. Like, no, (laughs) all the, all the build up to the Romulans and stuff like that, that had been happening for decades at this point. No, just, what we're going to do is going to kill off the Romulan High Command in the first like ten minutes of the film, and then we're going to introduce the Remans who are like the Romulans but dead ugly, and <laughs> and they and and clone Picard because of course they would listen to clone Picard. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> also, why didn't they get Michael Rosenbaum to play clone Picard? It's a really good question. Um, mm. Is it because Tom Hardy has to be the person who plays? Uh, uh, enigmatic villains that were born in prison. <laughs> Is that why? Possibly. Yeah. But um, I, I really, really like this film. I think it still holds up as a really good Star Trek film. Um, yeah. I, yeah. And again, it shows into sharp relief the absolute dross that is uh, Star Trek Picard Season 2, which is currently airing as we speak, where they've got time travel, they've got Borgs, 
Uh, let's not get started on Picard. They've yeah. got, yeah. They've got Captain Picard, and, and Picard. they seem to think that's enough because people liked it in First Contact, so they've got to like it in this. Yeah. Don't engage with him, Kev. Don't engage with him. Let's let's do that when we do the episode on. Indeed, maybe we'll do maybe we'll do a, a side episode on Star Trek Picard or something. We'll just no, we'll no, just let, we're, <laughs> we're going to do the same thing as Red Letter Media thing. It's going to be great. Um, <laughs> right, so we've got uh, for TV. I'm going to let Hodge talk about TV because I've natted on quite a bit actually. I'm going to let Kev start us off because I can't remember what the what the first one alludes to. Kev now has to say I'm going to let Matt start us off. <laughs> And we just continue in a... We're stuck in a loop. We're stuck in a loop. Um, I, I don't know. Because you, I, I, I gave you the Simpsons episodes as they aired in America. Mm-hmm. So oh. we, are, we are in the golden age of the Simpsons right now. Yeah. Um, basically. Um, so in December, um, Hurricane Neddy aired, a millhouse divided, and Lisa's date with density. Um... Should we just pick Destiny? Um, I would say Hurricane Neddy is a great one. Yeah, I think that's a brilliant one. Um, It's effectively the Ned Ned Flanders origin story, and it starts with his house being broken, being blown down in a hurricane, and only his house, whereas everyone else is fine. But Ned Flanders, you know, his house gets totally decimated, and then then the neighbourhood gets back together to build his house. But because it's Springfield, the house they built is load of old shit. <laughs> and it, and I like, I like the um, the, where like uh, there's a poster up in a room. I think Ronald Todd tries to rip it down, and Bart goes, "That's a load bearing poster." Yeah, because <laughs> I use crack. that all the time. And he says, like, "That's a load bearing." <laughs> yes, yeah. And um, the fact that one room there's no electricity in the house apart from one room that has all the electricity. <laughs> Oh, that one has too much. <laughs> I also think a, a great insult to someone is the answer to a question nobody asked. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, it's very harsh. It's directed at an eight-year-old girl, but it is a great put-down. Yeah. And then he's, he, it gets really incredibly personal and then it says to... I think it's Homer, you are the worst yeah. human being I've ever met. And Homer's like, oh, I got off, okay. It's like, no! Yeah. <laughs> he's just... And he's so calm when he says it as well. Yeah. I like, um, he goes, like, raging to, like, dead calm. You are the worst person I've ever met. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I like that, I think at, Len, at some point, Lenny turns up and goes, you, I've never met you, but I'm pretty sure you're a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> What's going yeah. on here? That's right. <laughs> so good. And then uh, he just he just instantly drives himself to the insane asylum. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, no, no, no. <laughs> the, the therapist gets a call. You've got Ned Flanders. May God have mercy on us all. Sarah, where are my slippers? In the den. In the den. May God have mercy on us all. <laughs> oh, I think that's a bit early when they the, the hurricane originally ripped to the house. I think is it. Um, Rod and Todd are wearing like charity T-shirts. Yeah, I mean, one is saying, "I'm, I'm stupid. stupid." Yeah, and <laughs> I'm stupid, and Todd is with me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hasn't the other one got like a butthole surface T-shirt? <laughs> Something, yeah. <laughs> oh. Daddy, what's a... Oh, 
and it's it's just brilliant, and it's just you know um, how he got spanked for yeah. ages and ages and ages. Tried, is that one with a line? We've tried nothing and nothing's worked. Yeah, that's right. We've, yes. No, we've tried. We've tried nothing and we're all out of ideas. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I say that in team meetings, but I remember it correctly. Yeah. <laughs> and then, we've tried nothing and I'm all out of ideas. You gotta help, Doc. <laughs> and uh, you know, at the very end when he's cured and everything, he just very calmly says, uh, "If I, if you, you tick me off, I'm gonna tell you." But if you really tick me off, I'm going to run you down in my car. <laughs> yeah. And the guy who pats his shoulder and shakes his head. Yeah. you so crazy. <laughs> it's it's genuinely one of the funniest episodes of The Simpsons. I think there's, like, we like it's just everything about it. Even when he gets to the insane asylum, they're like, oh, would you like to uh, be taken calmly away or dragged kicking and screaming? Oh, kicking and screaming, please. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Yeah, it is a fantastic episode. Yeah, <laughs> this is why we continue to talk about the the Simpsons on a regular basis because, like, there are there is just so much gold here. I think, we, yeah, yeah. In 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 the nineties, that will be a common theme. Yeah, especially yeah. especially this point going backwards. It's just like in the late nineties, I'll be going about Buffy all the time. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Did we? I can't remember if we said this, but it's also the month that The Simpsons first debuted on the BBC. Yeah, so for any list people listening outside the UK um, uh, and didn't have Sky, we had to wait until 1990, December 1996 to have Simpsons on to watch The Simpsons. So I'd heard for years how great this TV show had seen, like video games and arcades and things like this. And um, but this series must be great, but we never had Sky. And so it debuted, and the first episodes were like the first series. It's like, oh. Yeah. This is okay. Yeah. Um, but is this, you know, we're, I think it was, we're about eight months away from getting South Park. And we'd had various other things, like Ren and Stimpy had aired yeah. in the UK on Nickelodeon. On, um, It'd been on Channel Four, BBC Two as well. So it, you know, oh, things like that we'd, we'd seen. So like, like ah, oh, this is pretty good. But yeah, yeah. the stuff which was influenced by it reached us before the yeah, the Simpsons actually that, did. That's yeah, because yeah, Sky Sky, which is like satellite TV, cable TV, whatever you want to call it, had a stranglehold on it and just like yeah, this is ours. It was very much like their mascot for a very long time. Yeah. Um, so Simpsons, we got, um, we then got, uh, they basically beat to add them back to back, like the first sort of 10 seasons over the next few years. Yeah. We got them quite quickly, but, um, yeah, it's, I think we, it was until towards the end of season two that sort of like, it was like how brilliant this show is. Well, yeah. Oh, was it every night at six the Simpsons was on? No, I think it was weekly for a bit, and then weekly. I think we started doing them um, every night. I remember yeah. trying to rush home every night, and then I'd occasionally miss one because um, I'd be really sad. It, it was often paired with TNG, wasn't it? Yeah, um, we used to. We used to get. We used to have quite good stuff on it. They put an episode of Star Trek and Simpsons. Mm. Um, and there was a period where it was like Fresh Prince and then Buffy. 
Yeah. I remember there being a joke in a comedy program about like, are you tuning into BBC Two at six o'clock to watch Simpsons? Ha ha, it's Fresh Prince. <laughs> that must have felt like having a slap across the face. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> also, when uh, there was, I wasn't there when it moved to Channel Four, it went six o'clock, and you tuned into BBC Two because you've forgotten the Simpsons is on Channel Four. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Speaking of Channel Four, now I don't like. I remember liking the show, but I can't remember too much about it. So I'm I'm going to rely on you two here. Um, and this is very like. You know where it's like a few people might sort of look back and go, oh, oh yeah, no, everyone was watching this. I feel like this show that we're about to talk about, the Adam and Joe show, like I feel like this was almost just for us, like just yeah, for yeah. us. Like I've still got the uh, best of DVD downstairs somewhere. Yeah, I mean, like we could say to someone, oh, you should go watch the Adam and Joe show, and they go to go and watch it now and go, what the fuck is this? And <laughs> but that's because it did like it. Like, it was groundbreaking TV in a lot of ways. In... I can't prove it, but I'd argue it's a precursor to Robot Chicken. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, yeah. I... They might never have seen it, but somehow. But it, it's, well, it's, it's, very, it's very garage, like you'd probably say DIY. Um, yeah, yeah. They, they were doing stuff very cheap, but it was like they were just using their toys to make versions of our favourite geek stuff that we all loved. Yeah. Also, the football song is fantastic. <laughs> oh, is that ball, ball. That Yeah. Ball, ball, ball. Footy, footy, footy. Ball, ball, ball. Woo, woo. <laughs> uh, my favourite was Robbie. Bobby De Niro. <laughs> He's a lovely person. And a very good actor. Like, it was just... It was... It was Basically, Star Wars toy sketches interspersed with completely random, <laughs> like yeah, and sending their real sending um his real life dad off to random places to report back. Yeah, that's right. He's very game for a laugh, dad. And do you know what? The one thing I will ask you, if you guys remember, do you remember spinning on the needle, Bliss? No. Ah, no. oh, no. the. The, the movie that the guy made, where it's like, oh, I want to get down with all... It was basically uh, a take-off, you know, all these people who want to make youth films. And I put that in, you know what I mean, where it's all about the drugs and the techno music. And, you know, they just put in jargon which they've invented rather than what people actually <laughs> use. I remember that. Oh, I just want to get down with the cyber sluts. <laughs> and spin on the needle bliss. <laughs> they had the sketch, didn't they, where they were like pitching Hollywood films, but slightly wrong. <laughs> Go on. I don't remember that one. That was Adam and Joe, wasn't it? I think. Where we were, like, where we were, like sat on sun lounges, go like, ah, yeah, oh, uh, I said to him. That was Fist and Fun, Fist of Fun. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I, I remember, yeah, it was surely Richard Herring pitching yeah. Jurassic Park, but with dogs. Yeah. Yeah. We, Sorry, we told bad. him. People don't like dinosaurs. They Dance. like dogs. So that's why we made Beethoven's second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adam and Joe is great. Yeah. Is it all on channel is it all on channel four? Because if it is, people should watch Adam and Joe. 
on all four, you mean, or whatever it's called. Uh, is it all four? On, four on demand? Yeah, whatever. They change the name of this bloody service every five fucking minutes. Um, still can't put adverts in the right place. No. Um, all four, I think it is now. Um, but yeah, it, it's probably on there. Again, it's I, I, it's one of those things, uh, like, I would not... If someone turned around and went, why on earth have you chosen to highlight <laughs> this? What What is this nonsense? I would not... I would not you know, uh, <laughs> I would not yet. Yeah. Confirmation, on, it was on, on all four. All four. Um, I, would, I would not blame them, four. but it, at the time, it very much felt like it was for us. Like, yeah. like specifically honed in to basically us nerds. <laughs> this is, and you got to remember, this is before YouTube and stuff like that. So basically, these guys would have been YouTubers. Hmm. That's what it was. Yeah. It was those kind of videos in very short format. And before and before yeah. that, they did the show Takeover TV, which was 100% YouTube before YouTube. Uh, I don't know if Takeover TV's on all four, but that's exactly what that was, and that's how they got started. That's how Adam and Joe got started. Was I doing, that. doing the same skits for... It's basically the same sort of Star Wars toy bits and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah. Right. There is a lot to talk about. There's a little holiday that happens in December. Yeah. You may know it as Christmas. I do. Someone in this group loves it more than anything. Someone. Um, So there's... Odd, I mean. I mean... I wouldn't say more than anything. I just don't hate it like you, Scrooge. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like... It's not not Hodge loves it really, really much. It's that you are a weird (laughs) anti-Santa. Well... But you just bring the bar all the way down here for yeah. loving it. So we look like we're like obsessed with it by comparison. No, because well, we, because we enjoy it. <laughs> One of the reasons for hating it was uh, we'd often get really bad Christmas specials. Arguably, this has got worse in modern times. Yeah, I mean, what yeah. I mean, this, this year was the what was billed as the the last three episodes of Only Fools and Horses. Um, mm. I'm not a really big fan of Only Fools and Horses. What about you two? Uh, do you know what? I it, I think it's good, but I think it's lionised beyond all reason by a number of, by certain people. Um, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, the Brexit generation. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, like it's like it's got some really good moments and fun gags and stuff like that in it, but it's. You know, uh, and if you tell me you like it, I won't be like, "Oh, it's crap! Why do you like that?" It's like, no, it's good. But um, I would say there are better sitcoms, funnier sitcoms. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I completely agree with you. I mean, it's yeah, it's it is what it is. I think, but yeah, some people just and in this month is one of the sketches they'll go on about over and over again, which is them dressing up as Batman and Robin. Yeah, um, but so, one of the reasons to like Christmas. Is particularly a much Christmas. Christmas special. It's the Father Ted Christmas special. Oh God, it's so good. It's absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah, it is I think everything great about that show and amped up. It's brilliant. Yeah, I, I think, think Father Ted well. is favourite British comedy. I think it's. I don't know if it's. If you can call it British comedy. I take this. Yeah, yeah, I suppose it's Irish. <laughs> but um, it's... didn't Chuck Four pay for it though? 
I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, they did. They yeah. did hat trick. Hat trick produced in their UK company. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but what? What? what if if you're not familiar with the premise of Father Ted, um, it is set on. It's set in a view of Ireland, where every other person is a priest, <laughs> and uh, they are. They're they're not unlike the Smurfs. You've got they're all like priests defined by one personality, like yeah. in the wider cast. Yeah, uh, and it's uh, it's amazing because you have uh, Ted, who is um, kind of a bit of a kind of a bit of a scumbag, really, um, yeah, but generally well-meaning, um, but has an e- a ridiculous ego. He's sent to asylum because he defaults a charity, basically. No, that money was just resting in his account, yeah. Kev. He explains that several times. Well, what are you listening? <laughs> and uh, Father Father Dougal Maguire, who is... Right. It's a spider baby, Ted. It's got the face of a baby and the body of a baby. And it's a spider. <laughs> it's... Oh, he's, he's basically just an idiot. He's just he he is the best idiot. <laughs> he's a, a toddler in a twenty in a thirty year old man's body, yeah. and and he just gets to say the great things like like and what you did, you little girlfriend. Ah, so there are only nuns. Nuns are people too. <laughs> oh, in, in this episode, is like, <laughs> uh, uh, they're talking about the advent calendar. And like, what what do you think it could be, Duco? Oh, I don't know, some stars or something. It's like, well, that's a better that's a better guess than the original one of Rude Hunted sitting on a fence. A brilliant close on Mrs. O'Doyle with maybe I like the misery. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, oh this, this this yeah. And then there's Father Jack who is um uh, Yeah. Yeah, a renowned Shakespearean actor reduced to <laughs> shouting abuse. <laughs> he literally just says "feck" and "drink." Drink, girls, feck, arse. Ecumenical matter. <laughs> and, so uh, th- this episode, it's it starts. They go to a um, like a department store to buy Christmas presents, don't they? Yes. Um and meet well they they bump into other priests and it just turns out that like eight priests are stuck in the lingerie section of a department store and they can't get out (laughs) it's the large it's the largest uh lingerie section in ireland i read somewhere (laughs) and so yeah and because he manages to get everyone out he gets given the golden priest award golden cleric golden cleric golden cleric of course that's what it is while they're at the uh, while they're all stuck in this department store, <laughs> um, Father Ted goes to do was like, "Why have you put Father Jack? Oh, I, I found a place where you put people who don't want to go shopping." <laughs> it's just You'll have a great time. <laughs> it's the kids' ball pit. <laughs> and of course, when they go to get him, all the kids are shouting, "Feck, feck!" I think I think at this point we should all apologise for our very bad attempt to Irish accents, which yeah. you, you just can't help but do when you no, try to talk about it's, this. Uh, it, it's, it's glorious. This show is amazing. Um, 
this episode like I, I, without kind of like this is the this is the the be- like this is the best episode uh, the second best episode is the Eurovision Song Contest one. I don't, I don't think this is the best episode. I, I think there's way better episodes than this. Oh, well, maybe it's not, I just like it because it's longer and gives you more fun yeah. Ted. But it's very good. Like, very, it's, yeah, another one of our BBC sitcoms, which, not BBC, one of our sitcoms which didn't go on for too long, so therefore it's all gold. Yeah, it's all just... Yeah, I- well, it, it, it ended because the father Ted sadly died. So yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. but I say that, but it, it didn't get to go on to reducing quality. Yeah, yeah. I think unlike Graham Linehan, who has reduced in personal quality, sadly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But Speed yeah. Speed Three is great, and the the one oh, with speed. the like the, the the old the old ladies who like really want to cuddle that young pop star. Yes. Will they lose? Will they lose the house to that woman? It was like, I've got a plan. I'm going to leave this pen and paper here in the tent. And in the morning, maybe God will have written down what we should do. And when he wakes up, he goes, ah! Did she fly like back? No, but back it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this also, is... the, uh, the one where they're protesting the film is very good as well. Oh. <laughs> well that, that, that's one of those ingrained in the public consciousness, yeah. Gags, yeah. isn't it? Like I would, I would say any protest you see in the UK, someone there has a down with this sort of thing. Careful now, sign. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's. I think that's. You will have seen that. I reckon, even in the US, and been like, okay, but that is where this is from. Uh, this, like, I don't think we're gonna probably talk about individual, like, Father Ted episodes that much. No, just. Well, we, I think yeah, we'll always want to see based on the month, I think. Yeah. yeah. When we get to the premiere, probably. Maybe, yeah. But it's it's oh, it's so funny. And it's so... Passionate the, and tibulous. Because it's, because it's so absurd, it still holds up. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, you know, it's just ridiculous enough. It's like it's basically like Naked Gun. That's what this is like. It's, it's like Naked Gun with priests. <laughs> it's that absurdist level of humour. Without being, you know, without being so ridiculous that you can't you can't believe people would act this way. It's so. I think it's very, I think it's very comparable to The Simpsons. Like it's it's yeah. that sort of like, and it's a lot of it's set on this one like island full of like crazy characters. Yeah. Well, yeah, like the idea we talk about taking the roads in and stuff is a very <laughs> yes. Simpsons sort of. Yeah. It's got wet, so we're taking the roads in. And Mary and Joseph are great. Mary and Joseph, yeah, the that, married couple, yeah. who are clearly having the worst domestic abuse you've ever seen in life until the priests turn up. Ah, oh, you fucking yard shape! i fucking stab you in there! Oh, hello, Father! <laughs> it's like... Yeah, I think I think all the side characters are great. Yeah. I, I think it's what it's just. Well, we'll carry on more when we. Uh... Yeah. Uh, I might have to start rewatching Father Ted now on the basis of this. It's been a while. Yeah, um, but yeah, we'll just move on from there. Okay, so music. I don't know any of this song. Um, yeah, well, generally you'll find I think whatever time of year, whatever year we're in, not many albums come out in, in December. No. Um, um, so, are these albums or singles? These, I think, these are the top 
the, the number one, so I'll just, okay. I'll just put in. Yeah, for the number one single. Now, what I'm surprised at here, right, is, so, I don't know, I Feel You by Peter Andre. Don't remember that one. No. I don't remember a different beat by Boyzone. I'm surprised by Knocking on Heaven's Door by Dun Blaine on the 21st December, mm. because the Dun Blaine incident was in March 96. Right, okay. It was probably just to raise money for the victims. Might well have been, yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I thought that would come out much closer to it happening. Yeah. Um, for those of you yeah. who are not aware, um, the Dunblane um, uh, tragedy was a uh, person went into a school in the town of Dunblane with a handgun and shot a number of children and killed them. Um, and that was national news here because it doesn't happen to us a lot. Yeah, and we and in the UK it basically caused us to immediately ban the sale and private ownership of handguns uh, unless you know you, you go through a lot of hoops to get them. Um, uh, yeah, and we immediately did that. So yeah, basically um, not to be rude to our Ameri- any American friends, but we had one thing. And then went, we should fucking fix this, not let it continually happen, and keep going. Oh, isn't that a shame? Well, I know, right? Sort of <laughs> like a, I know, sort of like a weird thing about the blame. Hmm? So one of the kids in that school was Andy Murray. Oh yes, yes he was. Really? Yeah. 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 Oh, I like, didn't know that. Yeah. Like multiple Grand Slam champion, multiple gold medal winner, world, former world number one. Andy Murray was in 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 that school and that happened jesus yeah yeah i mean it shows i mean i know i mean this is going off piece a bit because it's a different what's related but what's interesting is that the steps that we took as a country after that worked because even now it remains the deadliest mass shooting in british history yeah um oh, well that that yeah yeah I, I won't make a facetious joke about what the british empire did um that we that happened on our own soil, I would imagine. Well, yeah, um, let's not yeah. not perpetrated by British soldiers. Yeah, um, but but yeah, I think I know what you. But I think you get the point. It's like, and it's and you know, it's funny because uh, we're not the only country to have a similar incident and take similar action. Um, Australia had a very yeah. had a similar incident. Uh, I don't think it was too long after this or before. I, it was around the same time, um, and they took similar action. And uh, the prime minister who was hated, apparently, he was like um, uh, really, really disliked. But it's like everyone agrees this is the one good thing he did was that was basically uh, retract the sale of handguns and stuff like that. So um, we don't often want to get like too political here and tell people how they should live or anything like that. But um, come on. It's not hard. Um, you shouldn't. You shouldn't count out to idiots. Um, yeah. But, yeah. But yeah, that was our Christmas number one. Yeah. And then the last, the last number one of the year was the Spice Girls to become one. Ah, right. Okay. I was waiting for where was the song I would have actually heard, and that would have been it. Yeah. We do yeah. sometimes play a bit of music uh, on the podcast. I'm going to save you that. <laughs> um. At this time, I think. Oh, don't you dare. Everyone loves a bit of two become one. Don't you lie and say you don't. <laughs> I genuinely don't. I Liar. Alright, alright. For you, Hodge, it's making it into the podcast. 
There you go. You can have it. That's your. That's your fault. Yeah, there wasn't many albums that came out in this month. No. The only things I could pick up were uh, Nerf Herder released an album. Okay. Now Nerf Herder are only famous because they have the Buffy theme tune. Ah, of course. Why I picked it out. Um, yeah, I don't think they did anything else of note. They probably got a fair bit of money for that though. Um, and. Uh, I don't know. I know you're a fan of this band, but I think this was an earlier album. Bloodhound Gang released once one fierce okay. fear coaster. I don't, know which one that is. I, don't, I, I don't know enough about Bloodhound Gang. Bloodhound Gang is one of those those sort of things that you go back and listen to now and go, ooh, hang on. <laughs> I think R- Ralph Wiggum's song is great, great. Oh, Ralph Wiggum is brilliant. I will not hear <laughs> a, a, an unkind word said about that. Um, but yeah. Uh, things like some of their the lap dance is always better when the stripper is crying. It's like okay, that's age twelve, yeah. you know. But you know, shock factor naughties and stuff like that. So yeah. you know, there you go. You'll be unsurprised to hear that the number one album for December and indeed most of January was for Spice Girls. I will not be unsurprised. This would have been the peak of their. Um, what was their first, first album? Yeah. Oh, was it? Oh, it's the first album. Okay. Yeah. This would have been their. I think this was their peak, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, which was yeah also the peak. <laughs> there was a time when the Spice Girls seemed fresh and interesting. Went ten times platinum in the UK. Fucking hell. And Canada. <laughs> Fair enough. Wow. It sold a total of twenty-three million copies worldwide. Becoming the best-selling album in music history by a girl group. Wow! And one of the best-selling albums of all time. So yeah, that that happened in December and January. It's not metal, though, is it, Hodge? <laughs> wow! So it's objectively I, bad. No, yeah, I mean, I, I, remember, you know, I remember not liking it at the time. No, like, I, why is this stopping the bands being popular? Huh? It was it was a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, it was. Uh, the, the, I mean, I think it was very much like a battle between Spice Girls and like Britpop for most of yeah. this period. Yeah, the Spice Girls won. Yeah, because the Britpop bands. Well, to be fair, Blur just went and did what they wanted to do. Their Oasis just got imploded <laughs> with, from within. Took really. a lot of cocaine and made a bizarre album. So yeah, most. <laughs> Like the the least happy man you can ever imagine become like oh you've got loads of money and fame and can do almost anything you want 
and you're still fucking miserable. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> little uh, little money saving tip for you: hmm. buy a tube of regular cheddars, then smash them with an orange and a sock. Bingo bongo, mini cheddars. Science size. You're welcome. What? Where did that come from? <laughs> I've just had to be very but silent for get, there because I can't believe what the fuck I just heard. Um, get a bit of fur from the socks, so it tastes like crisps and furry socks. No, no, Kev, you do it while they're still in their tube. You don't get them out. You don't first, have mini you cheddars. You have broken cheddars. Smaller cheddars. No, me. they're not cheddars at that point. They are pieces the, of a cheddar. The, the, the children won't know. <laughs> what children? <laughs> Come here, little children. I've got some mini cheddars. Can I, can I suggest an alternative course Wait, that of was, action? That was terrifying, Kev. Go <laughs> buy mini cheddars. They're not. The they're not the rare. Smashing them up to give to little children. So come round here to save you money in all cases. Is that a money-saving tip? I, I, you have to buy an orange and and delete a sock. <laughs> a sock. Oh, it doesn't have to be an orange, Matt. You can use whatever you've got lying around. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> that solves everything. <laughs> I mean, your fist will probably work. Cheddar's aren't that hard. Jesus. <laughs> well, I would like to be the person who looks in through my window to see some punching a tube of cheddars. Oh, no. Why? <laughs> in my restaurant, I would like to let, let you know, we do we do mini cheddars. I prepare them fresh. It's like one of those YouTube videos, <laughs> best snack, most interesting, I love. Cheddars. I can just <laughs> punching cheddars. Three-minute quickies in meals to punch a pack of cheddars. Prepared fresh for you today. Indeed. See, I'm going to teach you now how to make your own mini cheddars at home. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no baking, no oven. (laughs) Punch fucking cheddars. So I made earlier. Yeah, so. Just fucking sat there, and you can even just lick them off your fist. <laughs> lick them off your fist. <laughs> right. <laughs> Shall we pick next episode? Oh God, yes, please. Okay. Well, that's finally the thing. I would just like one quick thing I want to say because I forgot to say it is. Your assertion last week, I think it was, that you shouldn't dote for anyone who's been on TV. Yeah. I think, I can think of only one exception. Go on. If they were to run, I could see it being a safe vote, and that is Jon Stewart. No. Because his actions speak louder than what he's done on TV, and he's done amazing work for the 9-11 first responders. I love him. I think he's a great person, and I think those are all great policies, but still, no. (laughs) If he's primarily known for being on the TV, shouldn't vote for him. Because it is an absolutely stupid fucking reason to vote for someone. I'm saying you should vote for him for his actions, not because he's on TV. And I'm still saying because you primarily know him from his TV, you shouldn't. 
I'm, I'm not like I'm not going to be convinced otherwise of this. I think voting people because you've seen them on TV, it, like and really like them, is not a good not a good plan under any circumstances. Right. And I won't be convinced otherwise because it's never worked out well. Do you know who like Do you know who fucked up most of the eighties? Ronald Reagan. Now, of course, they didn't see him on the TV, but he was in movies. Wasn't Schwarzenegger okay? He was a governor of California. I think he just um, made it up. That's why he got forced out, wasn't he? Didn't he and didn't he have some oh, appropriate thing with women? Yeah, he did have a problem with groping women. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. that's been a problem for a politician before. Right, uh, anyway. So where were we looking at? So it's, are we doing two thousands now? Yeah. Okay. Um, October two thousand and six. I have a horrible feeling we've done that one. We don't like to get political on this show, apart from all the times we get political. <laughs> apart from all yeah, of those got, times, we've, we've, done, we've not done two thousand six and August two thousand eight. So we no. haven't done October two thousand six. October two thousand six. Cool. Awesome source. So there we go. October 2006 will be our next episode where we will definitely not get political at all until we start talking about politics. Um, it just really remains for me to say uh, go watch Father Ted. Uh, I've been Matthew Wynn. While they... you're watching Father Ted, you could have some delicious mini oh. cheddars. <laughs> <laughs> That's um... Chris Hodgkinson. Thanks, and Kev can't talk because he's just yeah. choked on the mini Jeddah's comment. So um, that's Kevin Jones. <laughs> bye. Also, if you've got anything you want us to cover for October 2006, um, please let us know. Um, I think we were all, my memory serves, we were all just sitting, waiting for the weed to come out. Yep. At that point. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So at, uh, get in touch with us on Twitter at late underscore pod and contact us on Gmail at uh sorry gmail email whatever at uh too late update at gmail.com we're if you've got your own money saving tips you'd like to give us <laughs> yeah um and please 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 uh if you do listen to this and you find us amusing please uh rate us on and give us a review particularly if you're on uh apple uh podcasts apparently that's like the only way you get noticed if someone picks up and does a rating um, and a review so please do that and if you want to rate us uh, I will I will possibly read out any five star reviews that we get uh, so you will have your name and words spoken by someone off on the internet which is what you really want you dirty little beast um, also uh, if you've got any uh, videos of you making mini cheddars please send them to us too. yeah please all we want <laughs> is your mini cheddars punching apparently it is now a fetish that Hodge has not you, not you, McFitties. We don't want to see how you do it <laughs> with your machines. Sickening. <laughs> you and your machines. Unbelievable. <laughs> We've been the Too Late Update podcast. We will see you all very soon. Thank you very much, guys. Goodbye. Bye. Mary 
redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.